Good evening, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us for today's uh, very special uh, show. Uh, we are joined live by uh, a fair few town fans as well who are going to um, hopefully um, ask questions along the way. And I'm greeted by a, a, a larger panel than usual. Who would have thunk it um, when it came to it? Um, we tend to have try and do our best for four, but I can't fight most of them back. Hannah is on a treadmill, so she doesn't really count. Um, Henry is not on a treadmill, but he is here. Henry, how are you? Yeah, all good, Alex. Thank you. I've cheered up from the weekend. So. Good. I mean, it's it's about the time, isn't it? That's it. It's just, it, the pain slowly eases. I mean, there's a reason why you your pain has gone away because I think you love uh, you love Lenny like I love Alan Powton and Livo. Uh, Lenny gives me hope, but yeah. I, I, that's the problem. That's the problem with following town, isn't it? Though it's after one devastating defeat, give yourself two days and you're ready for another. So <laughs> feeling more positive again. <laughs> Ian is up uh, up north. How is everything in sunny GY? Uh, not so sunny at the moment. Everywhere else seems to have got snow. Grimsby is stuck with rain, of course. Caster got snow. Did it? Caster got proper uh, snow. Well, but then again, Caster always does. Yeah, we we, we you know we have to go with a uh, watered down version, don't we? Literally, you slightly out in case you get the bit posher, don't you? It's, it's one of the reasons why I chose that school over healing because I knew if it was any snow at all, I'd get a snow day out of it. Bruce is also there maintaining a, a weather status as well, has a, a catalogue of clips ready for us. Bruce, how are you? Have you recovered from Saturday? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Um, yes, I have recovered. And Come on, old man. For those, who are in, for those who are interested, I'm on the milk tonight instead of the Stella, which was on Saturday. Good man, good man. And uh, last but no means least, uh, uh, Steve Livingston is here. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, Alex. Brilliant. Thank you very much. I mean, what we'll do is we'll go through everything. Uh, Bruce has already given you a, an idea of what is to come and what um, what uh, videos he's pulled out. Bruce, I'm going to pass over to you straight away, and then I'm just going to double check uh, everything is working and moving forward, and I'll just give you the screen as well. Brilliant. All good brilliant so uh, actually before we get going matt matt newton is here from broadly and steve has been a major advocate for it and and for what's going on matt what's currently happening with broadly i think we all know what a wonderful cause it is with covid and lockdown currently going on what what can what can fans and town fans and everybody else do to help support the campaign uh well, yeah it's a bit of a a steady one at the minute to be honest, alex with the um the lack of grassroots football we can do and we're all sort of gearing up towards the the Legends game. A lot of town legends, as we know, have come on board already. Um, in terms of helping us, we've got the the Just Giving page at the minute, um, which people can donate to. Um, and we just keep continuing to obviously speak with the legends. And we've got some more coming on board soon, which is great. Um, and we're just really excited and want this uh, game to be on. Go ahead, really. Yeah, I can imagine. Have you... Um... Is there any hope that the game is going to be... I mean, are you not worried about crowd control? I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> so I would be interested to see how many people actually turn up. I mean, we joke about we could fill um, some large stadiums, but I imagine that quite a lot of... Um, I, mentioned, I think Steve mentioned to us um, during the week, quite a lot of his friends from up north want to come down as well. So 
I think it's it's a good piece for everyone to have a good get together once this uh, this dreaded virus is is sort of come to a a more safer spot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like it. Sorry, Matt. Was, um, there are a few lads who I haven't seen, but I spoke to for years, but they've been in touch and they're on about uh, going down, uh, taking the kids with them. So uh, like that's when I mentioned to you. I thought, well, you're going to need a stadium of some size if uh, anything's to go by. What are we thinking? Are we thinking uh, sort of uh, Riverside? Are we talking uh, <laughs> Keiko? <laughs> Wembley? Yeah, Blunder Park South. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, what can fans do to, to help at the moment? Is there anything they can do? Obviously, they're just giving pages out there. Is there anything else they can do apart from uh, sort of hand over some uh, cash, which is much needed for the uh, campaign? Um, it's just obviously promoting the, the work we do, really, for our social media. Uh, we had a fantastic um, sort of a lockdown light release, we say, with the, the Crest competition that somebody hosted on um, Twitter not so long ago, where sort of the whole <laughs> town community got behind us, really, uh, with Grimsby Town tweeting us, etc. So it's just keeping keeping the club in the forefront of people's minds. Obviously, we can't play football at the minute, but the more people do know about us and, and what we do in memory of Rich, the, the better. So now the, the town fans have been first class with us throughout the lockdown, really. So <laughs> it doesn't surprise me with town fans. We're, we're a different breed, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, Bruce, I'm going to pass over. I can't do. I can't do my uh, very happy bit yet. I'm going to let you start, and obviously, you've got some quite good video clips ready to go as well. Yeah, well, I just really wanted to um, sort of just made a few notes to go down with uh, with Steve, starting with a bit of a welcome. But I think we've already sort of covered that off. Um, what, what sort of thing? What are you up to now, Livo? What have you done since since retirement? Um. Uh... Not a lot, really. Um, eventually got a job of work on the railway for DB Cargo, real freight. Um, I still have a few houses um, I rent out, and my wife looks after that. Um, just ticking away, really. Um, on the side of football, I haven't done anything I've, since I packed in in January 2004. I haven't kicked the ball. Right, and you, 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 you ended up. Did you, did you move back home after you, after you've left here, or did you? Because uh, you, you're back in Middlesbrough, aren't you now? Yeah, it's just north of Middlesbrough. I actually um, I moved home in uh, nineteen in ninety seven ninety eight season. Ah, right. And I, I just travelled backwards and forwards for like, I was more or less there for five years. Lived in Grimsby, and then um, I think after the Wembley season, I, I was uh, going to get looking to sell me on to St Johnston. So I thought, well, if that looked like it was going to come off, um, I was going to go and. So I just thought, well, I'd get the family and the kids settled back in Middlesbrough. Um, obviously, it didn't happen going to St. Johnston. Stayed at, uh, stayed at Grimsby. So I just travelled in. Um, it worked out quite well, really. I used to stay over uh, at Galleys quite a lot. <laughs> it, mean, no. it, it could have been dangerous, but um, you know, managed to just uh, get on with it and stay, stay normal. Ah, nice one. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you you grew up in Middlesbrough. Um, I did a little bit of uh, reading of a document. You, you, your dad was a footballer as well, wasn't he, Joe? Um, he played for Borough and a couple of other clubs, and there was a really nice piece that I read on him. Um, a bit of an obituary, really, but it was uh, it was a nice piece. And he sounds like the sounds like the sort of bloke that that most people would love to go for a pint with. Plenty of stories. Yeah, he was exactly that. You know, he actually ran a pub for. Uh... 
uh, 10, 11, 12 years. Yeah, and it was it was a it was a good pub. Everybody loved it, and uh, it was it was just all type. Um, yeah, he played football from uh, Middlesbrough, and he went to Carlisle, and then um, Cluffy. He was at he was at Middlesbrough with Cluffy, and then um, Cluffy was he was a manager at Hartlepool. He signed him for Hartlepool, um, so he, he knew Cluffy quite well. Um, I went I went for trials when I was at school for uh, Nottingham Forest, and I think it was partly because of the connection with Cluffy and our dad. Um, and they wanted me to sign for him, uh, but I'd only been going to Coventry, so I just stuck with Coventry. I think you've, I think you've, I think you've read my notes here because I've. Uh, before we get on to Coventry, I've just put uh, you actually played. Uh, some people will know this, but you actually played schools football uh, for the like the district. I think didn't you with Mac with Macca? Yeah, no, me and Macca lived um, not far from each other. Um, he went to the school. Our schools were separated. Junior schools separated by a fence. He was Catholic and I was Protestant, so there was a lot of rivalry. And that was in the infants and the juniors. And then um, when we went to the seniors, we played for the same Sunday League side and um, and then obviously the town side and the district. Was your ball in danger if it went over the fence? <laughs> <laughs> I could go get it nobody would stop me. <laughs> nice one. So yeah, you, you just touched on that you you started out as a YT at Coventry. Uh, obviously, it's quite a long way for a lad from the northeast. How did that How did that come about? There was a scout up here, um, Jack McNally, I think he was called uh, Harry McNally, and he was he was a scout based in Sunderland, and I think he was just working up the northeast for Coventry. Um, and there's quite a few who went down uh, from here. Uh, some good players. Um, like called Gary Breeds, who didn't actually make it in the end. He had a bit of trouble. But Clive was down there, Clive McDonough. He come down with us. Um, so I just went there all school holidays for about a year. Every time I just went down there, and it was pretty much a given that I was going to sign for them uh, and did. Was that when you were, did you go down as soon as you left school then properly, like at 16? Yeah, leaving school. You know, I remember when the teachers ask you what you're going to do with yourself and I said I'm going to be a footballer and said well you need to think again you know it's very rarely going to happen I said no I am actually going to be a footballer it was already done you know so that was nice yeah. two fingers to the teacher yeah yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah there's sort of think some typical lads walked in that's in cloud cuckoo land don't they? Yeah, yeah I'm going to be a footballer miss yeah I, I, they just weren't quite aware at all but uh, did you um you were obviously down there, sort of. Um, was it eighty six? You started, I think. Um, eighty five. I was down. Eighty five. Was it? Left school in eighty five, uh, July eighty five. We started there. Um, like I said, I was there for a year YT, and I got a pro contract after a year. Um, me and like called Tony Dobson. Uh, we had a good team. We had a good youth team, good reserves. We won the FA Youth Cup the same week that Coventry won the FA Cup. Uh, we won it in the second leg of Highfield Road against Charlton. And then Coventry won the FA Cup on the Saturday. Yeah, it's funny it's like how, how these sort of things go around because I've just I haven't written it down here, but I think uh, Gres was involved, wasn't he, with Coventry? He played. He he was involved in the Coventry team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was there. He was he, he was in the hostel with with us when we first started. He was he was a year or two above me. Yeah, but we were all in the, like a hostel in digs just near the ground. Um, and, and he he done well. He broke into the first team. And um, I don't think he was, I don't think he really thought he was going to be sub on the day, but he was, yeah, he was sub. And he come on, he had a, he, he played the ball to Lloyd McGrath, who put the cross in for the own goal of Gary Mabbott. 
it was a great as a neutral. I mean, I was I was only twelve, but it was it, it was a great final. And, and in those days, the cup final was a was an amazing sort of day, wasn't it? I mean, especially for you guys that were there. But just just the whole experience you used to have watching it on the telly from about eleven in the morning, and you just watched it all day, didn't you? It was a big day event, wasn't it? I remember watching it as a kid. It was there uh, sandwiches and cakes, and it was just all day thing. Um, and even when Coventry won it, like I say, I was I was we were sat next to the Royal Box. Um, it was just, uh, it was. I mean, it's still got, it's still a big thing, the FA Cup, but um, it's not as big as it was back back in them days. No, it was. I think, but it was different then, there wasn't it? There wasn't so much football on TV, wall to wall, like there is now as well. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, so you, you, um, do you, do you remember the Do you remember anything of the games against Grimsby in the uh, in the League Cup in '89? Um, we 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 won three one up here when we were Division Four. And then, uh, then Coventry went and signed Drinkle in between the two games, and he got he got uh, he got hat trick in the uh, in the second leg. Yeah, that's right. I think I, I think I uh, come on as sub. I can't remember. I think I come on as sub at Grimsby, uh, and then um, I also we signed uh, Trinks and, and yeah, he scored. I say he got hat trick. I could be now. I think that, that might not be that might not be right. I think he got, I'm not sure if he got. He, he, I think he, he certainly got he certainly he certainly made a difference. But, yeah, he uh, did. Yeah. Um, but uh, then from Coventry, you went to you went to Blackburn in '91, just before Dalgleish sort of came in and started splashing Jack Walker's cash about. Yeah, well, was, um, like I say, I mentioned Tony Dobson earlier. Me and Tony Dobson, we were like uh, youngsters coming through the youth team into the first team. But then John Sillett left the club, and Terry Butcher took over, and he sold us on to where uh, Don McKay was manager at uh, Blackburn, and he was our youth team. He, sorry, he was the first team coach. At, uh, at, Coventry when we first signed and then he, he moved on and he, he got the job at Blackburn and anyway he, he come in from me and Dobbo uh, he signed us and we were Jack Walker's first signings it was always ironic because Terry Butcher says he was uh, selling us for the future of the club when we were actually doing that you know but yeah we signed we were first signings for Jack um, and then Don McKay didn't work out too well for Don uh, Don McKay so obviously they wanted immediate success so they let Don go and brought in Kenny, and then everybody started coming. Yeah, and you, I sort of reading your first two or three moves often came about because, which which is quite common, I think, isn't it? That there was a change in manager at the clubs that you were at. That's um, right. Because yeah. I think it was the same after that. You you, you moved to Stamford Bridge, didn't you, to Chelsea in uh, in '93? And I think didn't, didn't uh, I don't know if it was part of the same deal, but Graham Lasso went the other way. Um, yeah, that's right. Kenny called me in, uh, and he and he said, look, if um, because I asked about what, what game time I was going to get, and obviously Sheila was there, and um, Mike Newell turned, and Roy Wegerly, and and then they were, they were obviously looking for whoever the, the the top players were. And he says, "Look," he said, "if you want to get away, he said, leave it with me. I'll look after you." And to be fair, he did. Um, uh, Dave Webb was a manager at Chelsea. Um, he was like t- temporary manager, and and I went as a part exchange with Grim Lasor. And Dave just told me, he says, look, he said, we get the season out of the way because it was deadline day. Um, things are going to change and we're going to give it a real good go next year. And he promised me this this would happen and that would happen. And anyway, he didn't get the job. He, he, he was let go and uh, Glenn got the job, which for me was a, a nightmare because it's going to say, like, you know, your heroes as a kid, Glenn was like a top player. And when, when you meet your heroes, you think, Jesus, because honestly, what a man. Yeah. Just so so disappointing as a, as a man, great player, but Jesus Christ, 
No, it's 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 true. Like you say, it's it is what they say, isn't it? But yeah, and you, I think you only played you played what you played once for Chelsea, didn't you? Um, I had twenty minutes at uh, Old Trafford. Yeah, when I got there, I was uh, suspended. I think I've been sent off once or twice. I got suspended, and on my game, on my first game in the Resies, um, we played Millwall. So Millwall, yeah, Millwall, and I I, I got sent off in that. Uh, <laughs> scuffle with Mick McCarthy. Uh, there's a good picture where where we've sort of got hold of each other by the throat. Um, but that was just handbags really after the game we, we had a chat and that little laugh but yeah so I was suspended again so I was only available that season for a couple of games um, one of which was sub at uh, Man U we got I think it's, lucky, it's, it's lucky that you calmed down when you came to us <laughs> <laughs> just steady away um, I just um, and then there's just there's just one just just a month at Port Vale then on loan um, before you before you came to town under John Rudge did 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 they try and keep you or was it always just a short term thing that one? It was just always a short term Port uh, Port Vale uh, John Rudge I like John Rudge he's a nice man uh, and they had the lads were uh, good at Port Vale so I had a good time um, but it was just a it was just a short term thing I actually didn't realise this until I spoke I spoke to Peter Swan it was through and Matt. Uh, I spoke to Peter Swan the other day and I realised that uh, Portfield got promoted that year. And uh, so I asked one year if I was entitled to any cut of anything that I should have got. So I played five games and I think we won them all. Or we won four and drew one. I didn't score, but I played every game. But uh, he, he had a bit of a laugh. But now we, uh, I moved from... That was just a long spell. Then I went back to Chelsea. Uh, like I say, Glenn just uh, wanted rid of me. I mean, he didn't even... From the start, he didn't even let me train with the first team. I had trained with the U team, which was good. Graham Ricks was a good coach. And there's some good players down there. Dan Bernard, Muzzy Izzet, Jubri, uh, David Hopkins. So I enjoyed it, to be fair. And I just told him I was happy to stay there. We, we know all about Muzzy up here, don't we? After that bicycle kick that he scored. Bloody hell. That was one of the best goals I've ever seen at town. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then you, um, you came towards in October... Uh, 93 initially on a month's loan which was then extended um, and you, you signed permanently in January 94 um, yeah that's right yeah. 27 years ago I, just, I feel I feel bloody old um, but um, how did the did the loan come about I mean you were obviously I mean to, to any youngsters sort of listening now hang on saying, hang on Bruce you gotta stop here did you just ask how the move came about what sort of forward are you is is yeah? Is is that a drink now for everybody? Does everyone oh, take it? Sorry, yeah, all right, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, was I mean for the for the like I say for those that sort of think now uh, somebody moving from Chelsea to Grimsby uh, is a is a you know a, ma- a massive step down. But obviously at the time Chelsea weren't the money bags that they are now. I mean they were a you know a, a first division side, but or Premier League side, but and obviously Town were in the second tier, weren't they? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I, could, I had two options. He pulled me aside. He says, you can go on loan to um, Oxford with a view to, to a move um, or you can go to Grimsby. They've just got injury worries. It's not for a move. Like I said, I knew Macca. I'd been all day that last summer with Macca and uh, Mark Lever. We'd been to Rhodes. Um, and it was closer to home, you know, I think. We were stuck in London. So I thought, so anyway, I thought I'll just go on loan for, for a month and get some game time. And it went to another month and another month. And it was, I had a great time. And all the lads were great, you know. So when it comes to signing, I just, yeah, no problem. I think I need to rip my notes up. People just want to know about that all the day. They don't want to know about what I've written down here about football. But uh, um, that's one for another day, perhaps. Um, 
and you uh, you made your debut um, in a one nil defeat at Palace. Were you, were you were you sort of did you meet the lads on the day? Had you already been up and trained with them, or do you, do you remember? Yeah, it was just on the day. I just travelled. Um, I could find my way across London um, to meet up with them at the hotel. And uh, yeah, I, 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 did I start? I don't sure I started the game. I was. Sub. I can't. I can't remember, mate. I, I think I started the game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we got. It was. It was. It wasn't bad. We didn't play too bad. And then you scored your first goal um, against Notts County at Bundle Park. I've actually got two or three clips of a few of your first goals, but the first one is your first goal um, against Notts County. I don't know if this brings back any memories for you. I thought it was against Southend. I'll show you in a second. Early. John McDermott, great pass. Yes, he's got it. Number one. And that could be in. And Steve Livingstone. And it's a goal. Here's Gary Childs. Still Livingston, good-looking ball, Livo, great goal, great goal. Good ball, now Dave Gilbert in a little bit of space. Good-looking cross, yes, surely! Steve Livingston gets number two. Oh, ball coming in, he plays there, still in, that's Livingston's, makes the goal. And early. Um, that cross from Gilbert was a bit special, wasn't it? You didn't. He just had to run onto it. Yeah, I mean, it was the same with um, Charlesy. Charlesy's pass the outside of his ball was great ball. Like, let's say, Dave Gilbert and Charlesy were always, they always uh, were well forward. Sometimes more forward than ours. Um, that's the way we played with Bucko. But, um, yeah, two good players. The, uh, yeah, your South End, the South End was uh, just after you'd signed permanently. Uh, just got a little clip here of it. And then just at the start... The beach is just at the start of this, there's um, there's a it starts with a Jim Dobbin special, and he scored a few of them. It's where Grimsby Town play their home matches, so a trip to South End on Sea should have held no fears for them, and so it proved. And the sea air was very much to Grimsby's liking as they breezed to their first away win of the year. Jim Dobbin's 30-yarder flew in, and then Steve Livingston, who only completed his move from Chelsea 48 hours before the game, wrapped up the points. That's your that's your uh, that's your first one after signing permanently. All oh, right, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I knew I scored, but I can't remember how it went in like that. That's uh, good. That's good. Um, and then uh, the next, uh, the next big talking point, which is uh, which is big, which we mentioned earlier, is that uh, has been discussed. Was the uh, was the Villa game in the cup a couple of weeks later, or in fact a week later, I think. Um, remembered for you and um, Sean Teal having a, a few handbags, should we say? Um, both leaving the field with uh, your shirts ripped and sent off. Um, and then, but I think what people like about it is the fact that you were you were sort of best mates almost as you walked off. It was just a bit of a uh, bit of gentleman stuff. Yeah, it was just a flash. You, you just have those situations, don't you, in sport and football? And it's just a flash. There was no intent from me. Just the way I was running into the, you know, my momentum was taking me into the Sean, and um, and he's a big lad. And uh, but he was, he was a nice lad. And, it was, like I say, there's no malice, and you just think it's just a flash, and you you both lose your temper and you just realise, well, you know what's going on, and you just shake hands and get on with it. And that was it, really. But disappointing because we started the game really well, and I felt like I'd start the game really well, really up for it. It was a big game, and it was just short lived. So, um, yeah, mind, if, mind, mind if I show it? Oh. You got your right to watch it because can you can you bear to watch it? I remember the the thing is I kept all my hand all of his shirts, and then. Somebody was pulling me from behind, and uh, it well, actually, I, I watched it earlier. I'll, I'll put it on in a minute. And Paul McGrath, um, actually, Paul McGrath, yes, yeah, swinging me. Go on, sorry. 
I was adamant. He was just pulling me from back. I don't know. I didn't know it was him at the time. I was adamant. I wasn't going to go on the floor, you know, because he was like, he had his momentum from behind, pulling me down. And the most important thing in my mind was, I'm not going to go on the floor. And then that was it. All right, one sec. Here we go. Seal took an elbow then from Livingston. I don't think there can be any doubt about it. He reacted very angrily, and Livingston responded, and that was a very ugly flashpoint. And there's looks of concern on the face of Ron Atkinson because there must be a possibility of both of them going. And the way Sean Teal's reacting, that is the outcome, and that is a disappointing incident. Like they say, it was just, and at the end of it, it's not on that clip, but you just, but you just walked off, like you say, together. There was no sort of. It was like, yeah, we've been, we, we, you know, we've done it. We've been sent off. Let's move on, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, if the ref had like given us two minutes, we, you know, he'd have seen it. Was, I wasn't anything against him. He, he wasn't the same against me. Let's let's get on with it. And unfortunately, he never. In that in that first season, um, you played twenty seven games, um, mostly alongside Clive. What was what was he like to play for? Uh, play sorry, to play with? Should I say? Uh, Clive was good because he, he was very direct. You know, he was obviously just everything on his mind was just goal, 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 and and so he used to put defenders on the back foot, which obviously made it easier for myself. I was more of a link up and dropping a bit deeper. Um, but like you say, Clive always uh, kept defenders on the back foot, so. Yeah, he was a really, really quality player. Like I said, I started off with him at Coventry. Uh, played a few games at Coventry. That's when I first met him. It was a, um, it was a t- t- typical sort of big, big, big and sort of small forward partnership, which which Alan sort of quite liked, didn't he? You know, the bigger lad, the bigger lad, and the and the smaller sort of and the smaller lad. But uh, um, yeah, and we sort of the, the following season was a was a good one for the for the team. Um, we we finished tenth. Um, in 94-95 uh, but that was a season that Alan and Arthur and the coaching staff and Arthur team went to uh, West Brom um, like I said earlier we had Cockers on the other week and he talked about his spell as, as caretaker um, I don't know if you remember but we had a really good run at that time and um, he was touted a little bit for the job but didn't get it and then Brian Laws got it do you, do you remember anything about that sort of period? Yeah yeah I do now I, I forgot about Cockers yeah yeah Cockers got it and um I, I, we had a good run, and um, I don't think he played me much, to be fair. <laughs> but um, I think he went back to the lads he knew, you know, and uh, we've been there through it all with him, um, and, and they did well, to be fair. And like, I think I remember him pulling me, saying, you know, obviously, I'm, if he if he got the job and that, I was I was uh, in his plans big time, so everything was good. And like I said, then he didn't get the job. How did you find Lawsy? Did you get on with Lawsy? Did he? Did he sort yeah. of? Yeah, yeah, I got on with Lawsy. He's funny, Lawsy. He was a, he was a character, a good laugh, strange man sometimes, but <laughs> uh, good manager. Yeah, and it was, uh, and then the the following season was sort of the the season where it was all sort of everything was a bit different. We we, we signed Benetti, and there was a, a buzz about the place. We had the the cup run, uh, Luton, West Ham, and then Chelsea. Um, do you remember? Do you remember much about that sort of? Uh, you know, that period and the signings of people like Benetti and they sort of, you know, there was talk of us going up to the Premier League and obviously it all went wrong ultimately with the with the chicken at Luton. But do you, do you remember much about that? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Um, it was just, I remember that, that weekend where I think we stayed down for the West Ham and the Luton game. And um, uh, Mac was injured and I was, I don't know, I, I, I'd been ill 
Um, so we were both sat in the stands next to each other. And after the game, um, went down the dressing room and just chaos had happened. And obviously, obviously the lads told us what had happened. Um, it's unbelievable, really. I mean, Vano was just very quiet and um, and like to be fair, Lawsy didn't see you didn't see anything like that. Like coming from that for Lawsy, he wasn't sort of an aggressive person in any way, shape, or form. So we couldn't believe what happened. No, it was uh, and uh, sort of in the league, the the wheels came off because we were flying up to that point, weren't we? You know, I, I was gonna, I've, I had it down here. I looked, I looked it up, and you actually, and like you say, you didn't play in that game, but you've you've obviously touched on it there. But uh, I was going to ask you why, but um, yeah, it was, uh, you, and that see that season, Clive was uh, Clive missed most of it. Um, you played up front with Jamie, and I was was he was he sort of different kind of player to to Clive, or was he quite similar? Yeah, he was quite no, similar no, stature, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like nippy and uh, he was a nuisance. Um, like I say, I played, whoever I played with, they all had different attributes, you know, and um, I always looked at what, what how it benefited me um, and how I benefited them. But uh, yeah, Jamie was uh, a good player and I enjoyed playing, like you mentioned, the Sunderland game um, when we played Sunderland in the 3-1 win. Uh, myself and Jamie had uh, really clicked in that game. We played well together, I thought. Um, I'm happy to see Jamie go. Yeah, when you when, when we when we look back now, you know, we had players sort of 20 years ago that were squad players that would be absolute legends in this day and age. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it was, uh, and then and then the following season we uh, we suffered the relegation, and I still think you know a lot of people say that that's that squad shouldn't really have gone down. Um, it just it just didn't really sort of I don't know what really happened, and then we ended the season started obviously with Lawsy and ended with Kenny Swain. <laughs> yeah, does, does that does that tell some does that tell something? Yeah, yeah. Do, I, do you know what I got on with Kenny? He was a he was a strange fish, but um, I got on with Kenny. He was, he, I, I woke up one morning. He was living next door, but one to me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, geez, guys can't get away from this man. But he was a good. We had, we had a couple of incidents on the training ground. Um, um, when he was relaxed, to be fair, I remember. I lost my temper over something and I booted the ball down the field and he, he told me to go get it and I, I told him to go get it and he, and he, and he looked at he, look, he went to Lorgy for backup Lorgy looked at me and he just said I'll go get it <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, but, but I got that well with Kenny he was alright can, can you remember the game against Bradford as well Steve at the um, back, end, back end of March for that game as well you started it as well I think it was you and Clive up front and then I think there was a Jack Lester was on the bench for for us for yeah. Did I score that game? You score. did seventy fifth minute. That was the um, put us four two up from what I remember. That's right. Yeah, it was a big game, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. I remember that game because it felt yeah. like the entire season was pivoting on that because it was like it was one of us that yeah. was going to go, wasn't it? Yeah, we had, we had to win that game, and so like you said, it was it was massive. Um, like I said, I think we, I'm sure we did. Yeah, no, mate. And then the, I think, the, yeah, the last game of the season, Alex. I think you're right because I think I think the last wasn't it the last game of the season? Us or us or um, Bradford, um, and I think they won, and that was the day that we beat Southend. Well, we had a we thrashed out well, we, we, we thrashed Southend, didn't we? Well, I think if I remember rightly as well, we had a game in hand that season most of the way up until the end, and I think we played it against Wolves a couple of games before the end of the season. It was a draw, um, and then it kind of left it in Bradford's hands of what they wanted to do. Uh, and we absolutely sp- spanked South End, if I remember rightly. Um, was it 4-0? Yeah, 4-0. Yes, I think so. They, they were already relegated, weren't they? I think. 
Yes, they were. And uh, but can you? I I I asked Cockers this as well. Can you remember the game against Oldham at the start of the season? It was the game that Lawsy got sacked. It was. No, three, I don't that. We lost three nil, and there was. I remember a guy went and sat on the centre spot uh, after we'd conceded the third. But um, I just remember that game being quite hostile. It was, what, was the first hard. game of the season. No, no, no. It was a midweek game about... Uh, I'll see if I can find the date of it, actually. It wasn't was that, in I think, October. Wasn't, sorry. Wasn't that the one that we said was Futchy's last game as well? I think we talked about this the other week. I think that was Futchy's last game and then he never played after that because he, no. he, quite, he, he quite fancied the job as well when Lawsy got it. Um, but uh, he was a good player, Livo, when he Futch. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he, was, he was coming to the end of his time with uh, when when I, when I arrived. But like I say, he's, um, yeah, he was a good player in the game. I mean, when I when I played at the back, um, I learned a lot of him really because he's you know he didn't want to get his hands too dirty. He wasn't that wasn't his job. You know, I think he just wanted to read the game, sweep up, and and then play out with the ball. You know, um, he's a good player. And then obviously the following season, the return of uh, Mr. Buckley. And presumably the, what the, the people that knew him sort of were, were quite happy with that. And we kept a lot of the squad together. Obviously, Clive and John, John Oster left, um, but he, he used the money quite wisely, didn't he? Yeah, when, that, when Alan come back, we just like, obviously we just got relegated. So we were just, we, were just um, <laughs> we wouldn't have thought this at the time, but we were all delighted for him to come back. Um, uh, we knew it was going to be difficult, and, and it was, but it was, it was the right move, obviously. Yeah, and he uh, he brought Gro- he brought Grovesy back with him, didn't he? And uh, and obviously a couple of a couple of lads that he knew from West Brom. Yeah, um, but uh, no, it was uh, it was good. Um, what was I mean, that? What was like? What was that like, Steve? When um, obviously Alan left, and then he kind of came back and and brought some guys. Was there was there much ribbing going on? Was there anything that went from it? Uh, not really. No, I mean when he left, I think. Uh... Obviously, West Brom's big club. I think one or two of the lads were thinking, "I hope he texts me with him," you know. And, uh, um, and did that chat ever happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I remember rightly. I think uh, I spoke to Arthur. Um, I was coming to the it was coming and the end of the season, and Arthur was um, asking me if, if I was willing to go there, you know. And I'd, I'd already signed. I'd, I'd re-signed for Grimsby, you know. And I, I just, I've just, I've already resigned, so it was too late. Um, well, it all worked out well in the end. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm still quite relieved. I'm really sorry for you, Steve, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, don't, I didn't, I didn't want to go. I was, um, I, I was, I, I had my excuses already because I've signed. So. Don't, yeah, don't, don't worry. The, the headline for this won't be Steve said he wanted to leave town at the, the first opportunity. <laughs> no, <laughs> Twice. No, I, was, uh, I didn't fancy going to the Midlands. That was all. Was like what I was. Did you? Did you? Um, the fact that you were sort of reasonably close to home. Did you sort of family and friends come down and watch you play much? Or um... Um, my family were never like that. No, nobody really come and watch me play uh, at all. Um, but. Uh, Mine were like that when I was playing football at school with OC, all right. Yeah, I didn't mind, don't get me wrong. But uh, no, nobody really come down. It was just um, if they could see anything on the TV, that was it. That would do them. But uh, obviously the Wembley games were, were highlights that season. Um, and I'll, I'll come on yeah. to, we'll come on to them in a few minutes. But there was some. It was it was some season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think you. Right. I think I think you were involved involved either as starting or as a sub in in uh, all but seven of the sixty eight games. Um, it sounds no. ridiculous now, doesn't it? Sixty eight games. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. 
it's far too many games for me in one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Groves he started every one, didn't he? The machine that he was. Yeah, I remember something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the um, we people still talk about the the Leicester game. Um, in the League Cup, do you remember that when you and Jobbers come on at half time? And, oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. We were 1 0 yeah. down. Yeah, we had uh, uh, that was so much luck in that game as well. We come on, we had a big impact. Um, and I remember the ball ricocheting. Uh, it looked like I'd steal it on my left foot, but actually, actually, the ball, I think it was Green Module, missed his shot. And the ball actually hit my standing foot on the TV. It looks like I guided it in with my left foot, but it didn't. It just went in off my standing foot. Um, and then the other one, I, I sort of pushed. Um, so Walsh, uh, Steve Walsh, I pushed him and he collided with the keeper and the ball come off my knee and should we, we watch it? Went in off the post, I think. Let's see, let's see, see, see what your memory's like. Yeah. Up in the air from Groves, Livingston challenges. Kellis missed it. It's a goal, surely. It's in. It's Livingston. It's 2 1 for Grimsby. Watts has been hurt. Kellis calling for a stretcher, I think, and certainly treatment. But the big news at Blundell Park is that Grimsby Town have come from behind to league to lead the League Cup holders. It's high. Roger coming. A chance for a third. He's in. It's Livingston. The first shot was from Handyside. I think Livingston got a touch too. And from being a goal down, Grimsby Town are now 3-1 ahead of the Coca-Cola Cup holders, Leicester City. I think we were the only team to beat them in three years because I think they, they won it the year before and then they uh, they won it the season after as well, I think. They were, they were a good side in those days and we were we were struggling at half-time and then, obviously, like you say, Job, Job, or Job has scored the first and then you got the next two. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it was a, it was, it was, good, it was a good game. That would come on. It was really up for it, you know. And thought I could see in the first half. I thought, well, we weren't that bad. I didn't think. I think, I think Alan had gone mad at half time, and they just told me to get changed. I thought, right, nothing to lose. So yeah, it was a, worked out really well for us. What was yeah. it? Sorry, Steve. What was it like to experience an Alan Buckley bollocks? <laughs> I was just like? going to ask you. Um. Fortunately, I didn't get many, I don't think. Um, but I, I enjoyed watching him give other people in. He was funny, you know, you'd, you'd see them. Um, he was funny. I remember one day he come in from a uh, training. Uh, it was one of them maybe you had to be there. But we, we used to go on a Friday to cheer to King George. And we used to play five-a-side every Friday um, on the little pitch. It used to be about 20 aside. Uh, he used to play up front for one of the teams. And, and if he didn't win, he was a good, to be fair, he was a good goal scorer. Uh, but if he didn't win, he was in a really bad mood. I mean, and he, he got us in the dressing room. He said, when he got us in the dressing room, when we got back to the training room, we didn't know what was going on. Everybody in that dressing room, he come in, face like thunder. He said to Jobbers, Jobbers, where did you go there when you did this, when you disappeared? Jobbers went, oh, I went in the bushes for a wee. Exactly, he said. And he just kicked off. Hey, would you do that in the, in the first team game? No, you wouldn't. And I, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking, is this for real? I looked at Mark Lever and Mark was shaking, his shoulders were shaking, you know, laughter. And I started laughing. And then he come up with, I understand if it was for like a number two. And I, oh, when he said that, honestly, we just burst out laughing, me and Mark. And, yeah. and to be fair, he was a, to be fair, he handled it quite well. He just said, he says, oh, that's tickled you, was that, hasn't it? And I was like, oh, well, yeah. Well, he pulled me the next day as well about it. And he says, well, you know, did you get what, did you, did you get what I was meaning? I was like, well, not really. We were just having a knockabout on the five-a-side pitch and he, and he just went on the corner for a week. 
Do you know that, Paul? He kicked off basically because um, his side lost. I love it. Did he used to uh, deliberately pick the sides then? Did you know if you were in his good books if you were playing? Yeah, but he used to, uh, yeah, he used to like put it in his favour. Uh, he'd go, ah, playing up front and all that, you know, and it, it was a nightmare on his team because obviously you had to find him with every pass, you had to set him up every time. And, um, <laughs> well, like I said, to be fair, uh, you could see what a good striker he must have been because he could finish. Amazing. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. But uh, um yeah, it was it was obviously some season, wasn't it? And um we had the trip to Anfield, Michael Owen's first hat trick um in the League Cup, uh Leeds yeah. in the FA Cup, and then obviously the night in Burnley when we made it through to the um to, to Wembley for the first time in the club's history, and then obviously the, the two games at Wembley. Yeah. Is it yeah. we've spoke we've spoke to a few people about that. Sometimes they say that they actually can't remember a great deal of the days. Do you do you have any memories of the, the sort of particularly of the of the two Wembley trips? Um basically I think it was the first one. I I'd got injured a week or two before the first one. Um I did the three three ligaments in my ankle on the outside of my ankle and, and my leg was in uh, was in pot. I thought that's me knackered, I'm I'm out of the games now. Um and I woke up one morning, my leg was in pot and uh, plaster, and I woke up one morning and the pl- it was broke, the plaster broke. So when I went into training, the physio Paul had said, well, I'll have to come off. So he come off and he just put a heavy strapping on, you know, and when I was walking, I was thinking, it ain't too bad. But obviously I, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to make the Wembley squad. And, and so I just, I just had like, uh, uh, you know, if, if I was just, my fitness test was basically, can you run in a straight line just down the side of the pitch? It was, it was a job basically, you know, and, and, and yeah, I could. Right, okay, then you're in the squad. You go and get. We'll get a suit sorted out for you. And and what what we didn't realise, I just jogged in the straight line. I couldn't. I couldn't actually twist it or turn. You know, put my foot down to turn. Um, but I, I was in the squad, and I, and when it came to the game, I couldn't get my boot on because it was that heavily plastered up. My, my strapped up my ankle. I had a slit both sides of my boot, uh, just under the ankle, and then obviously undo the laces. Um, and that was it. And the booker was looking at me as it was saying, Are you sure you're okay? And I said, Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And obviously, I, I got on and um, had a little bit of an impact. And then we had to go after after the first game, I think it was, we had to go to Carlisle. And he told me, He said, You better make sure you're fit for the Carlisle game. Because he knew I'd, he just, you know, I hadn't just swung it just to get in the, in the uh, Wembley squad. But luckily, I played at the back at Carlisle and it was, uh, it was quite an easy game. So no damage done. What was the um, what was the atmosphere like in the squad before before the Bournemouth game? Because we went on a bit of a a downward streak from what had been an incredible season. Was there any worries that you guys were was was there any pressure on you before that? I know obviously you were saying you're injured, but I don't think we'd won since early March. I think before before we turned up at Wembley. I didn't realise that. No, as a no, really. Oh, I sorry. So I won't, I won't, I'll stop talking about it. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, but yeah. I, I think we were just. I don't know whether it was just focused too much on the Wembley game or what. But um, it was. I think we always felt that we were going to win the game. Were you Were you surprised about how many were were there? That especially the Bournemouth game. Were you Were you surprised uh, at how full it was? Um, obviously, if you go by the home crowds and things, you think. But, but I'd, I'd seen it at Coventry, the early part of my career. You know, when they when they went to Wembley, um, no, I wasn't really surprised. And, and and before before we went, obviously, everybody was talking about it. it was the buzz of it was the buzz of the town. So yeah, it was. A, well, no, I wasn't really a surprise. Good. 
No, it was a it was a special time, and and, and I think as a, you know, as a fan, you know, it's just we're just grateful to you know players like yourself that that gave us that opportunity because you, you never thought that all the generations that had gone before, you know, even back in the days when Town were in the first division, um, you know, and never seen the club play at Wembley, and just to to get there and to get there twice in five weeks was just unreal. Um, yeah, you, you don't realise, do you? I mean, like you know, as you get older and you look back. Um, and you think at the time, you know, you've got to, you've got to enjoy it and make the most of it because this might never come around again. And, and, and you think that at the time when people tell you differently, you know, uh, from experience, the older lads, the ex-players will say, make sure you enjoy it. And, and you do when you think you think you're doing it right. But then when you look back years later, you, you realise it's the ass how special the times are, you know, and how special that time was. Like I say, the era when I come to Grimsby, when I, when I joined, all the lads there it was... Uh, you're going about team spirit and team bonding. That's what uh, Alan Buckley was good at. He made sure his dressing room was spot on and all the lads were good lads. There was no big time Charlies. There was nobody, uh, no cliques, anything like that. Um, um, and to be fair, he didn't get he didn't get enough credit for that. He made sure everybody in that... When I come on loan, I think he'd seen that I'd settled in and I got on with the lads and we were having a laugh. And, and I think that was part of the reason why uh, he made it permanent. Can can I ask you as well? Sorry about the the uh, the Wembley game, especially the Bournemouth one. When because you essentially set up the second goal in a way, did you did you feel slightly pressured when Jimmy Glass had fumbled it and you had a chance to put it into a? I mean, it was a tough angle, but can you remember that opportunity? No, <laughs> no, what for me? Yeah, so it was Jimmy Glass who fumbled it, wasn't it? And then it went out for the corner where Wayne Wayne scored. But I think if I remember right, he fumbled it, and you kind of had a chance to put it in, but it was blocked and sent out for a corner. Am I misinterpreting that? It was a it was a back pass, wasn't it? And yeah. um, he went to, he went to pick it up, and then he sort of suddenly thought, I, I I can't pick that up, and he sort of like you say, he made a complete hash of it, and. Um, I think was it? Uh, yeah, there was sort of something. And then there was, like you say, it was just it was cleared really badly for a corner, wasn't it? Just away from Livo, I think. Ah, yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Um, if, 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 if Alex, you're telling me I've missed a sitter, then um, I can't remember that. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to show. I'm not helping here. Did you did you think uh, Wayne Burnett's first that volley was in? Um, I can't, I can't remember his volley to be honest. It hit the back of the stanchion and rolled along the back of the net. No, I don't know. I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to dig it out because I think every... I am, I am getting on a bit, I must admit. <laughs> this must have been a really good night after this game, Steve, because you can't seem to remember the last sort of half an hour, so it must have been a good night after. <laughs> yeah, it was. The, the both were, to be fair. A good bus journey on. It's uh, and then and then obviously the following season back in the and that that was that, that was actually your only sort of season with us that wasn't in the what's now the championship, wasn't it? Um yeah, the rest of your time at town was was spent in the in the second tier. Yeah, um, which is you, which yeah. is like like you say is says, says something about you and your teammates at the time. But um, the, the, and the following season back um, was a pretty good one for the, the club. We finished eleventh. Um, but you but you sort of started. You touched on it sort of a minute or two ago. Even in ninety seven ninety eight, you, um, you you started playing a little bit more at the at the back. Then was that something that. Um, you know, is that something that the, the management, that the, Alan sort of came to you and said, you know, I'd like you to do this. The team needs you to do this, or particularly that they saw something that you know was it was it down to injuries, or was it down to just that they thought you could do a job for them there, or what was how, how did that come about? Yeah, I think it was a bit of everything. Um, he never specifically specifically pulled me aside and said, I want you, I want to start playing at the back. He, I think just one game he says you're playing at the back. Uh, actually, I think yeah, I think he did say you're right, play at the back, and I was like, yeah. 
And like I say, some people like uh, I get asked the questions, you know, like uh, favorite partnership and that sort of thing, and and people automatically think I'm going to say somebody up front, but I enjoy playing at the back with Mark Lever. To be fair, <laughs> we, um, when me and Mark played together, we had some laughs, and it was all like uh, banter, and we ran each other up, you know, during the game, and I was going to pick the lad up with a pace and that sort of thing, and uh, yeah, we'd have a good laugh, and uh, I enjoyed playing at the back. I loved it. We were, yeah, we were, we were lucky, you know, the, the whole time that, that you were sort of there with, you know, the players that we had at the back, you know, Mark Lever, Pete Andyside, um, you know, yourself and sort of Graham Roger and Futcher before that and Andy Tilson and, you know, we, we had a we had a sort of succession and, and even the like sort of, you know, you know Richard Smith, who wouldn't go down as a, a town legend because, you know, he was really unlucky with injury, but he was a class defender. That's it, yeah. I was going to mention Smutcher. He was, uh, he was he had back problems and that and then, he had operations back in the end, but he, he was quality play. He was hard as nails as well. Uh, just got on with it, didn't say anything, just got stuck in. And uh, yeah, he was a good lad as well. And then um, we sort of, we, we sort of, the club, the club started to find it sort of tricky to sort of see the couple of seasons after that. Um, you know, you again sort of predominantly played at the back um, in 99, 2000. But then 2000, 2001. Um, I think that was the season that Alan left very early in the season and Lenny Lawrence came in. Um, was Lenny your sort of manager? or Because obviously things did change quite drastically then because we had, we had we had the ITV digital money that sort of came around that time and the, the club thought that they were minted and we had players coming in from all over Europe and the world and it, it was a completely different sort of place to be. How, 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 was, how was your time sort of with Lenny and with all those sort of different different people coming into the club? Yeah, it was a massive change and uh, like I said, uh, Lenny was, um, I got on well with Lenny, I liked Lenny, he was funny and he was uh, he was fair, I think he was honest. Uh, I remember when he first came in, his first team talk, when he, when he, to meet everybody, he says, yeah, I don't like spivs and I don't like wheeler dealers, I wasn't quite sure what he meant by spivs, but I don't like wheeler dealers and I don't listen, and I thought, it's quite like he was quite a wheeler dealer himself, you know, and, uh, and he brought all these players in from everywhere, um, like I say, with the money and stuff. And I think, um, obviously, when it all collapsed, uh, it all backfired. But uh, overall, yeah, he was. He, I, I liked him. He was. He was. He was a good fella, and he did well for me, to be honest. So, Steve, for me, I I vaguely remember sort of the later half because that's when I when I started going but I'd be interested to know sort of over your entire period at the club does one particular season or team stand out as being either the best in terms of quality or the most memorable in terms of how close-knit you were? Um, not one particular season I couldn't point out but I'd, I'd just say from when I first joined up until sort of probably the Lenny era and after that you know we started um, I think to have a good team spirit, you know, you, you've got quite a solid squad and a settled squad. Um, you don't have too many comings and goings. But towards the end, so that that era and that period was um, the best we had because the team spirit was second to none. Um, the, the players we had were, were, were all good players who deserved, deserved to be in the first team, to be fair. Even the young lads coming through. Um uh, for like, yeah, for the eight, eight nine, ten years, so seven, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine years, I was there the first. But then, then you start getting, I don't know, people, there was individuals coming in from everywhere, and uh, and there, were, there was cliques forming. To be fair, um, nothing malicious or nasty. It just, it just wasn't the same um, team spirit and so that. And the key thing I thought, well, what we haven't mentioned is when Mark Lever left. 
I spoke to Mark about this um, a few weeks ago. And when Mark left, that was um, uh, the beginning of the end, I think, for for that spirit and that team that we had. Um, and yeah, it was, it, it, I don't think he shouldn't have went. I think Mark, I, I saw him. You know, he, he shouldn't have gone, but um, I don't think he felt he was he was getting offered the right deal at the time uh, by Alan. Um, and I think Alan's admitted it to Mark himself that he should have, he should have made sure he kept him. Uh, it was beginning the end of that era, I think. It's not like Boonsby Town to not be quite offering the right deal, Steve. Is that something that happened <laughs> a lot? Or? Um, I don't know. I think uh, Mark and Alan had this like love hate relationship. You know, I, I think I think uh, I think the gaffer like uh, really liked Mark, but he, he, he had shown that he was the boss and he, he could do this and that. You know, and and uh, I, I, I don't know if he really thought he would go. I don't even I, I don't know if Alan really thought Mark would leave. Um, and I think it was just a bit of there wasn't enough communication in the end. I don't know whether that was the case, but maybe as it was. It was certainly a, a difficult sort of the, the period around you know around that time. And like I say, we, we we started to struggle in the league, and it was it was sort of a sign of how hard it was for a club of our size to to maintain at, at that level. Um, you know, with all the big clubs and the Premier League money had been around for quite a long time by then, and you know people were coming down with with money from the Premier League, and it was just it was just made it harder and harder, didn't it? But you know, for, for those 10 years, particularly, you know, while you were here or nine, nine of those 10 years, you know, we gave it a good go. Um, I've got a couple more clips for you. Uh, the one that Alex mentioned earlier, um, QPR. I've left David Nielsen's goal in just for his celebration. Just uh, like you say, what are you, the, the different things that were brought to the club? Yeah, that was a blast from I forgot all about David Nielsen. Half a clawed it away. Nielsen's ball back in. Livo is there. Yes! What a good goal! <laughs> Looping header by Steve Livingston. Well, it's like the return of the hero. The initial free kick came in from David Smith. Stacey Caldicott, he wants somebody right-hand side. He didn't really have them. Paul Groves now, deeper. Wanting a runner. Trying to pick out Bradley Allen. David Smith is here. It's a great header by David Smith. Stacey Caldicott curls it in. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! goes David Nielsen first one one more Nielsen uh, should I say Livingston oh good back heel Livo is on his way still Livo oh yes Harper left the dead it was a back heel from Nielsen that did the job and Steve Livingston well back with a vengeance great finish Two things about that one. Is that your celebration, Alex? Yeah, I just remember that because Steve was the first person that ever scored when I was at town. So he's for, um, my first ever game was against Sunderland in the 95. But I just remember him running around the back of that net and he either he had the tiniest room. He could either trip over the net and what's in it or go arse over tit over the, uh, the gravel trap. But um, it was an incredible game. I remember the excitement of everyone waiting for David Nielsen to do that somersault. Um, what was it like with all those loan signings? I think some uh, a guy actually uh, asked this question, but what was it like with all those loan signings stuff coming in? There was quite a, I mean, there's quite an excitement around Nielsen, but some of the others maybe didn't catch as much excitement. Did you feel like you were being pushed aside? Um, yeah, it was always that fear, you know, people were coming in and um, the hype was big around them, and, and especially if they come in the team, they did well, and you're, you're thinking, um, you know, you're not going to get your game or whatever, but 
like I say, you're, you're at the club and you just, you just keep on trying. Now, you know, I was never really concerned if I wasn't going to get a game because I just thought, well, I'll, I'll get one eventually. Uh, I'll just keep doing what I can do, you know. Um, you're not really... Don't worry about it, you know. Just keep keep on doing your best, and if, if they don't give you your game, you can't you can't blame yourself for that, you know. And that's all you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone would be delighted to know Stephen is lost tonight, just so everyone can be aware. Uh, I assume everyone's just checking their phone. Um, was there a game? Yeah. <laughs> um, be too busy reminiscing. Yeah. Um, have you got any more uh, clips you'd like to show, Bruce? I mean, I've just got I've just got. Um... Was it? Isn't it one of? Is it one of? It's somebody in our group that's uh, got the that, that Tranmere that Tranmere challenge on the keeper is one of their favourite moments. That was um, good that. I don't know whether you, I don't know whether you, I don't whether you, whether you want that one quickly and then I've yes, got please. I've got one more after or two more after that. Yeah, you want that? Yes, please. Remember this one, Livo? This was um, no. one of our scenes of struggle in a must-win game. There's not there's nothing wrong with it, mate. I don't know what they're on about. What a connection! A clash with the keeper. Ball picked up from by Kev Donovan. Oh, handbag in with a chance. Some of the keeper. Kev Donovan and it's in! And it's Luke Cornwall! And the goalkeeper's uh, line prone, rather a controversial goal. And the Tranmere players are really complaining to the referee, but the goal stands. And Luke Cornwall scores his second. Town's passing becoming a bit crisper now. This is, this is a good celebration. Puts McDermott through. Can look. Cornwall on the goal line. Liveau's there. Shoots. And he's in the net. Steve Livingston. He's going to get booked for this, though, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care. I think you enjoyed that one. Yeah, play, we, we used to play some good stuff, didn't we? You forget, you know, we used to play some good football at Grimsby. Apparently, that. That Sorry. challenge on uh, the Tramway keeper was one of the reasons why, if anyone who was at the game when we got relegated down to League Two, they were quite happy to see us go. Uh, and apparently, well, speaking to a few Tramway friends of friends of mine, that was one of the reasons why they didn't like that tackle on the keeper. I don't think I didn't see anything wrong with that. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither Steve, me neither. What was there to go for? Wasn't it? I mean, I, I was on the deck. I didn't. <laughs> You know, he, did, he did spill it, didn't he? In the end, yeah. Was, <laughs> in the end, he should have cleaned it with his feet. Yeah, yeah exactly. But so, uh, yeah, the, the last couple of bits that I've got uh, before we sort of come on to the questions. Um, I remember going to um, to Norwich in uh, two thousand in, in early two thousand and two, uh, towards the end of the season. And like, a start, like we said earlier, we'd been struggling. Um, I didn't realise um, how long you'd you'd been out for, um, but you'd missed nearly a year. Um, can you can you remember? Oh no, you, obviously you will remember, but I don't remember. What what what, what had you been out with? What 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 was the injury? I think that was my calves. I had um, I started having issues with my calves. Um, it just felt like if I was jogging, I just felt I just pulled the calf, and then um, then after two or three days, it would sort of settle back down and go back to normal. Then the same thing again, and eventually I I had a specialist in um, in Manchester. And he did really well. I can't remember his name. I should do. Um, it was a, You've got a vein going back up the back of your leg, a popliteal vein. Um, it's the size of your thumb, and that's where the blood goes back up up, uh, up your leg. And that was all strangled with scar tissue. 
uh, wear and tear. And so all you had to do was free that up, you know. Um, but I had a couple of operations on both legs. Um, and in the end, in the end, it got right. But I had a big lump. It was like the size of a tennis ball on the back of my leg, you know, so I couldn't really lift my leg up uh, too far. So it's, it's just dragged on, basically. In the end, they found out what it was. Um, just remind me of that. You know, Colin Shreve? Yeah, yeah, the name, the name, the name rings a bell. Colin Shreve, yeah, he's a, he's a big town fan. Um, I didn't know he, like, he works for the, he works as a train driver for the company I work for now. And, um, and I was having the I had the I, 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 every game he'd have four or five things for you to sign. Every game, home and away. And then he when I had the operation in Manchester, um, I'd gone I'd gone for a walk. I had these drains out the back, and I had to carry. And I'd gone for a walk around uh, to get a cup of tea or something. I come back to my room and he sat in my room. <laughs> and I thought like he sat there. He had another 10, 15 things to sign. I thought, well, how, how has he got here? You know, I, obviously I didn't realise he was a train driver. I think he got the train. But um, yeah, just must have been the early days of eBay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just he was he was just he was just a mad supporter, Colin. But yeah, that Norwich game. I've just got a little clip from that because uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you remember this. You probably do actually after after nearly a year out because you came back and you were just involved in the last three games and we stayed up. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I come so. back. I remember them. Um, somebody was calling me in that game. I said, "I flick it on for what was it scored?" Uh, you wait and see. Yeah, it was a uh, Steve Livingston's first game in over a year. He's missed the entire season injured. Steve Livingston scored his last goal a year to the day in a three-one win over Tranmere Rovers. Nine years at Blundell Park, a folk hero at Grimsby. Steve Livingston, he's back on the field. Picks out Gallimore, his ball in towards Livingston. It'll come for Terry Cook, chance for Grimsby, Cook strike, it's an equaliser! And how crucial could that be for Norwich City in their quest for a playoff place? Terry Cook on loan from Manchester City has hit a screamer past Robert Green. That was uh, that was a great day. That was that was. Yeah, I remember of... that. I remember that. I, I, yeah, I seen him. I just, I'll put it in his path. Yeah, it was a good ball from Cali, to be fair. Yeah, I remember that. In, in the game afterwards, I was saying, uh, lads, ribbing me a little bit, saying, uh, you, you'll, you'll come on, you've set the goal up, your first game, but you'll get the headlines, you know. I was getting slagged off a little bit, but it was just, obviously just fun. No, it was uh, it was a good day, and it was it was sort of that that at the end of that season that you know that was that felt like the, the, a big result, you know, getting a point at Norwich because they were going for promotion, and um, to get a point there, and then obviously we we came back home and sort of did the business. Yeah, um, the result just gives you that. It's one little result like that can just make a massive difference, and at the time it was obviously important, and obviously it did. Well, it's funny because I, I mean I. I I, I remember we we went to Norwich the, the back end of that season and got that fabulous result and then we were we were actually down at Norwich for the first game of the season where we got relegated your 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 final season um, and uh, we we got stuffed four nil and it was almost like that's right yeah it was almost like this is you know we, we, it felt like I think we'd had a, I think although you'd had the summer we'd had about three or four games in between and it just felt like here we go this is going to be a real long season and and yeah. un, un, unfortunately so it proved but. Um, you that, that that final season though you you obviously had that sickening clash of beds with Danny Higginbottom after only three games and and I think I've read somewhere that you said that although you actually um, you actually played that you were involved in thirty games that season um, you didn't think you were right and looking back you 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 shouldn't have come back so soon and nowadays you certainly wouldn't have done. No, that's right. Like I say, like I say that the last the season previous one where I just you saw that Norwich game I had the issue with the cars which was sorted. 
And then, so I was really looking forward to this next season. I, I was got myself really fit, and um, and it was the first or the second game. It was a home game uh, at um, Derby against Derby, and um, started well. And I, I, I just had good feelings about the whole day. Um, so I remember, you know, and then and obviously I don't remember much after the uh, after the head clash. But like you said there, um, today it would never have happened. Um, come back too soon. There wasn't really, I can't even remember if if I actually seen anybody, see if I was okay to come back and start back. I'm sure I must have done, but um, no. Just, it's, uh, it's probably like your Wembley fitness test. <laughs> yeah. It'll be all right, yes. I think it was, uh, how was your head okay? I was, yeah, I'm okay, yeah. Um, but like you say, yeah, I, I've always said, it's, um, I'll say my wife always said, um, I've never been the same since. Um, and like I probably haven't, you know, it's just it took a long time to to get over that, you know, and it, it come at that crucial time that uh, my contract was there uh, due for renewal, and um, we we got relegated. Um, I was I was in talks about a testimonial game, um, and, and in that summer after that, after that season we got relegated. Um, Obviously, my head wasn't right. There's was no way. There was no. I was even the same person. I was thinking the same things, you know. And I just let. I just let everything slide and and go on. I just like I saying, nobody, nobody got. I was told that they'd get in touch with me, and uh, I was getting a year's contract. Um, they were going to sort my testimony out for that next year. Um, it's just a question of. This was um, a few weeks before the end of the season. It was just a question of what division we were going to be in. So I says, "Well, give me two contracts." Um, if we stay in this division, no, I wasn't even bothered. Um, to be honest, if um, if they just give me like the basic uh, a talking gesture of a wage, just to, just to see my ten years out, um, and like say them, they said they were gonna, and then nobody got in touch, never read anything again, and that was it. Yeah, it's sad. Really. It's sad, and it's it's a you know it was a, it was a it was a sad way sort of for it to end really because you know I know it's been talked about and people have muted about it since and I. I don't know about the other lads, but I th- certainly think it's something that we uh, we ought to look to rectify as a club. Um, but uh, but no, it was, uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't, thing, don't, 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 don't The thing was with it was um, was like because it was the way it happened was just it was, it was with a head injury as well, you know. Because I was I wasn't you know I wasn't I wasn't really altogether there to be honest, and and so you think, well, I should have done something about it. I, should, I, I don't know if I could have done anything about it, but I should have pushed it or pressed it, and I I just didn't. I just. I just let it all go, you know, and I think coming to the end of my career um, and my time at Grimsby in that way was was pretty sad, yeah. I'll end on, I'll end on a high. One of your uh, one of your last goals, and it's and it's not not the, it's not a diving header. It's not a uh, this, remember this one at Stoke. Yeah, I think it was uh, Pete Andy was playing the Stoke. Well, seemed to win it back. Uh, it's falls for Oster. That's offside. Nothing given. Livo's on his on his own. Well, Mansaran was offside, but it's Livo. Good chip. That's one nil. Grimsby Town have opened the scoring. Thirteen minutes gone. Steve Livingstone. A Livo chip. A Livo chip. Yeah, I'll, 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 a, a delicate, a delicate dink from Livo, and I'll end it there, Alex. I think I've got a bit of stick about that because I think uh, when I was I was sort of through, and um, I, th- I thought oh, was a Grim Roger. And I was thinking like I think it was giving me a bit of a thing like cuss my. Obviously, my blistering pace uh, let everybody catch me back up to a degree. Uh, but I, I knew what I was doing. I was um, I knew the keeper was off his line, so it was all for the chip. 
And there's, there's my man there. First one in there was Gally to congratulate me. He, he was a Stoke lad, obviously, Gally. And uh, Pete Andy Sarr was playing for Stoke, I believe. You were worried about uh, Alan Buckley saying that he was uh, he was open and you should have put, put him through. It just happens. <laughs> yeah. Can you... Yeah. Can, uh, this is a bit of a blast from the past. I don't know if you know this, but this is from um, one of our hosts, Hannah Dawson. This is one of her little Livo bears that she had. Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll move it forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've actually got that picture. Have you? <laughs> yeah, Anna, you just yeah. fa- you just found that, didn't you? It's still there, isn't it? Is she you're still on the treadmill? She must be going. Somewhere. Sorry, yeah, I'm here. Do you did you just find that? What the the toy? Yeah. Is it, no, my you... mom knitted it. Oh yeah, but have you still got it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's here with me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Right. I'm yeah, going to get yeah. some of the... Sorry. No, so I've, got, I've actually got that picture. <laughs> That's amazing. Right, so this was one of the questions. So if you want to put any questions in, you're more than welcome to. We will go through them uh, and speed through them. And if any of you guys want to ask any questions as well uh, from the podcast, but, uh, just uh, get your elbows out and butt in and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll seed the floor. Um, Darren Newman asked, who was your favourite forward partner to work with during town? So we've got Mark Lever at the back. Who did you enjoy playing with up front? Um, boring answer. Everyone had different um, different things that I enjoy playing with. And uh, like I say, Jack comes to mind. Um, Neil Woods. Neil Woods, quality player, underestimated player. Um, put them all, you know. If, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say um, I didn't play that much with him, but when I did, we, I used to always do well. Was, was Woodsy? That's amazing. And then uh, uh, there was what, what uh, we've done that one, Adam. I think like best, um, best old. Did any of the altercations sort of spill off onto the pitch? I'll update the question. Did did it get any? Um, I think I remember that. Um, do you remember when um, I got sent off against Leeds, uh, the big centre half? Um, what was his name? Was it Molyneux? Robert Molyneux. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he said I'd elbowed him in his face um, and then he's got the referee look he, he had a black eye it was obviously all black eye uh, it was, you know I, I, I didn't elbow him in the face I got sent off and, and, and he'd come in and I, I was there it was just before half time I think and he, he'd come in down the tunnel and um, Gally was coming in and Gally kicked, <laughs> Gally kicked off with him and had him up against the wall because you know, he got me sent off and he, it was basically because he lied and uh, he was a big lad uh, and he, he, he to be fair he didn't want to know with Gal. Was that the FA Cup game? I don't, I don't remember. Us, I don't remember us going down the ten men at Ellen Road. No, was that one? All oh, right. Was that one? I can't remember what game it was. Well, was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, hold on. Was it? Was he playing for Bradford? Maybe. I'm quite sure. I got sent off with with him. <laughs> right. Let's hang on. We can do this. Soccer base. Let's find, <laughs> let's find out when Livo got sent off. Hang on. La, 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 oh, la, it's going to be a long page. <laughs> No, it's not. Do you know what? I, and this is a question next. Steve has an undue reputation. Uh, here we go. Let's have a look. This is, by the way, anyone who's looking behind the curtain, this is exactly what the podcast is like. Me looking through soccer base every now and then. Uh, let's have a look for like red cards. 98, 99. Not one. Two bookings. Uh, three bookings, gentlemen. 
that's it for a 98 99 97 98 where he played the vast majority of games uh there's a few yellows i think it must have been i don't know i can't remember it's definitely molina i think it was there is it for bradford yeah, maybe he did play there so i'm just trying to have a look now is when he was at bradford as well no you thought yeah the, the earlier seasons don't exist on this okay fine uh, if you find it gentlemen by all means but in uh, I was at Bradford between 2000 and 2003 after oh, okay. Leeds Bradford uh, yeah that was when he was at Bradford yeah yeah I think it must have been around that time there you go Bradford go. there you are you got sent off uh, on the 45th minute and then yeah, it was just before half time yeah, it was for the opposition yeah he'd come in and then uh, I don't know if Galley was playing or he was, he was in the tunnel and Galley had him had him up <laughs> That's even, but that's even better, Steve. If Gally came out the main stand to get him, yeah, because Gally Moore's <laughs> not even on the squad there. <laughs> yeah, but he, he said it after he says, "Yeah, he said that's it. You're buying the beer tonight." That's a hell of a corner count on that as well. I was going to say that's cost you a town. fortune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you? yeah, absolute fortune. Yeah, you're not taking the credit card. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's brilliant. Uh, the next one was, uh, and they kind of touched on that just a second ago. So, Livy, obviously you had a bit of a reputation as the Toughman, as we've already discussed. Do you think your ability in your round game was a little bit underappreciated? By ever, however much town fans loved you, did you think it was a bit underappreciated? Um, yes and no. You know, like sometimes you get you, you get involved in your own little, little ways, you know. Um, I, I think I give a little bit more than maybe his credit for in, in some departments, but a lot of people as well have, have always told me and told me that the... Um, that, a bit more to me than just um, getting stuck in and, and and being tough and that sort of thing, you know, which, I, you know, I played football for, uh, I was a professional for 18, 19 years, so mm-hmm. you've got to have some ability as well. I don't, I don't think you would have, um, you would, to be fair, though, I don't, I don't think you would have been in one of Al, in, in Alan's thoughts for so long if you couldn't play. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, I used to, when I first come out, I remember he did a lot of work with me, he used to have a lot of, uh, Training on the on the pitch, and he used to do a lot of work with me coming and getting all of the ball and, and being a part of the, the play. Like I said earlier, I touched my earlier when you get Charles he running in behind you, Macca running in behind you, Dave Gilbert, Crofty, um, and then obviously Galley. And uh, these players were further forward than me at times. You know, I was thinking it, it took a lot of getting used to. Like I said, my, my goals for games uh, before I come to Grimsby was well, when I left Blackburn, it was one in two. Um, Obviously, I didn't play at Chelsea, um, so I was, I was still one and two when I came to Grimsby, and the goals for games just went out the window. But like you said, I think Alan, Alan, you know, knew that I'd sacrifice that for for the team, and um, and I wasn't really bothered to be honest. You know, you're there to score goals, and when you could get goals, great. But as long as I was playing, I was part of the squad and part of the the whole setup. I was, I was quite happy. Alan's teams, they never, we never, I mean, there were the one season that, that Mendonca at 20 was um, the season that Alan was away, or one of the seasons Alan was away. Um, you know, it was often that Woodsy or, you know, somebody like yourself or somebody was up there or even Grovesy from midfield. It was just the whole team chipped in, didn't it? I mean, we've, you That's know, right, the, yeah. the, 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 the I don't think anything, the, the, goal, the goals, uh, like say, Clark or 20, 20 odd, I think, um, but the rest were. were Tens and eights and twelves and there was there was two or three was on them numbers and that sort of thing. It wasn't there's was nobody prolific individually. Um, it's because it's the way the team played. 
Christy, don't please you, don't, don't, don't say stuff like, oh, there they were chipping in with eights and tens. We'd love a leading goal scorer at the moment with eight or ten goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking, I was looking at the uh, stats uh, earlier today, you know, and there's, um, there's um, a couple of it's, it's twos and ones, isn't it? It's, um, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's difficult, it's difficult when, you, when, you, when you're a team and, and you're not getting the goals and you've always got your back to the wall. But the, the, lad, they've, the lad they've signed, uh, Lenny, is a, he's got his records for Grimsby of 30 and 100. Yeah, 30 he's, goals he's, in 100 games. He's pretty good that. Yeah, that's good. That's so that's that. If he can uh, get produce that form for the rest of the season, half a chance. I'll tell you what, Lebo, I was just thinking as well. You left in 2003 and you thought you had a bad last season. We've had it, it's been shit for 20 years. <laughs> you know, I'll I tell you, you, I've... you got out, you got you got out when the going, you got out when the going was good. I'm, I promise you. I uh, we're, we're hoping that our new owners are going to um, bring some fresh thoughts to the club. It's um, like you say, you, you, you don't realise, do you? Yeah, you don't realise, you, you know, of, of what we were like and what we achieved. Then you know, and um, like you say, we were, we were for the for the best part of ten years, I was there. The the nine years were in the, it's the championship, which is unbelievable, really. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, Steve asked as well. Uh, what was the feeling amongst players regarding Ivano generally, and and what kind of can you remember the incident? Were you there at the time? Um, everyone got on with Ivano. He was a, he was a, he was a lovely lad, and he, I, his little agent or his, his little pal who was nothing about with him. I, I don't really understand what his job was, but they, they were they were nice people. Uh, like I said, I touched upon earlier. We went in the dressing room, but um, it was something to do with um, something that had gone on previous between the two of them. Um, and all I was understand was, I don't know whether Ivano threw something in, in Lozzy's direction. Apparently, Lozzy caught him an absolute cracker. Apparently, it was Perla. And um, that's where I'll start from there. <laughs> I remember Lozzy taking me for a game of golf. It was all up in the air and it was court case and all that. He took me for a game of golf at, um, at Scunny, Forest Pines, which was nice. Um, and he just wanted a general chat about the lads and the team and um, what the thoughts were about about the incident, you know. Well, what can you say, you know? I mean, for, for that to happen these days, you know, I might get jail. He was lucky to get away with it. And at the time, it was, you know, Vano was well liked, to be fair. And he, he was a nice person. But the, the, there was undercurrents going on between the two of them. Which I can't say anything about that. Well, I, I do definitely know the the real reason why, and it was nothing to do with football. <laughs> Were you surprised with the um the the sort of outcry from it and the attention it got? Um, uh, a, little, a little bit, I suppose, because like obviously you have ruckuses in dressing rooms. You know, Alex Ferguson was famous for it. Um, Alan Buckley was famous for it. I've seen a good few. Big tubs of tea getting booted all over the place. Now dressing room, you know. Was well, that uh, just during the five aside? <laughs> that was because his team had got beaten <laughs> five aside. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't finish top score or whatever. But you know, and so you didn't understand why uh, these things happen and and it, it gets heated. And so, sometimes you think at a club, well, yeah, we'll just put that on one side. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. And uh, yeah, you could understand that happening, but it wouldn't happen in these days. I would imagine. Imagine if um, a manager punched one of his top players. I was just, um, I was just thinking, Levo. Just then, when you were talking about Forest Pines, it's it's nice to hear 
um, a player. I know you said you moved away in 96, 97 or whatever it was, but that you had, you had your reasons for doing that. But I think what was also nice at that time was, was to see so many of the players living locally. Um, and I don't know whether it's to do with just the way things have gone now with the short contracts and people think they're only somewhere for a year, especially in the lower leagues and that sort of thing. But I mean, you know, when I was in my teens and, and early 20s to mid 20s, you know, you'd see the, a lot of the team and often a lot of them out together uh, around town or, you know, or in the pubs on a Saturday night or a, or a weeknight when there wasn't a game or something like that. And I think it just felt like the players were part of the community and now, we have a few that live locally, a few of the youngsters, but a lot of them just seem to travel in and you don't see them apart from on a Saturday on the pitch. And, and, I, and I think that makes a difference in, in the community as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like we, I did like say, like I, I moved away because uh, I actually thought I was leaving Grimsby. So I thought, well, that's it. I'm going. And I, I didn't. But, but it was just, the wife wanted to go home eventually because we started talking about it. But I stayed over and like, I, I sort of I, I semi-lived with Gally, really. Um, or I'd stay in a hotel and whenever we had nights out or we had functions to do um, we, yeah, it was, it was two, 1999 we, we, we come on um, and like I say I just um, we were always I was always I wasn't going to be still I was out probably more than what when I lived there with the galley <laughs> uh, so, someone's asked as well uh, what was your favourite what was your favourite goal for town um, I, t- I tell you what, I've just seen them goals there, and I can't, I can't remember half of them. I don't even know. Um, I don't know some good goals there. I just asked, I've, I've had a lot of sticker to be fair. I think I'm, I haven't done too bad with them goals. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, f- favorite one, um, uh, I don't know. The chip wasn't bad to be fair. I've had, had yeah. stock, um, but yeah, um, I don't know. A goal's a goal, you know, get your goals <laughs> done. I know a strike is say, but. It's a Grimsby, you know, it's just get a, get a result, get a point, um, and and then you know keep your team spirit how it's supposed to be. Dan Dan Humphreys comes with um, uh, one saying, "So what? Who gave you the idea? Who who presented you with the idea of playing at centre half? And had you played there? But had you had experience there before? Because I remember you were pretty good um, centre half, really. Yeah, I actually thought I was quite underrated as centre half." Um, obviously, my pace again. Um, you know, I had to, I had to make sure I had, I had me cover. Um, that's why me and Mark used to have a laugh when we played together because we weren't blessed with pace between us. But then you'd make sure you have Maca covering or Galley covering on the other side, and you had to do a lot of organising, a lot of talking, uh, keep your midfield to protect you in front of you, that sort of thing. And it was, um, let's say, it was Alan Buckley who, uh, who put me. I think it was Alan who first put me at the back. Um, but I, I actually played for that. I started off playing for the school team and the town team uh, as a kid at centre half. Because um, when when you when they says where do you want to play? Who wants to play in the school team? Um, who wants to play up front? There was about twenty hands went up. Who wants to play up front? So I thought, oh, I might not get a game. So I, nobody wanted to play a centre half. So as a kid, I put me under play a centre half. I thought you did pretty well there. I think most of us been in agreement. I wouldn't mind you at centre half nowadays. I really enjoy. I, I love playing at the back. Like I say, it was it was just a lot more concentration. Um, obviously, made a few mistakes, uh, cost us a few goals, but overall, I enjoyed it and it was um, 
you know, with, with the players, and then you, you can appreciate like what your strikers need to be doing for you, holding the ball up and giving you a break, and and and, it, and you know when you're under the cosh, you need you need your midfielders and and your strikers to give you a break always. And you can appreciate um, um, everybody around the team that has, has got to be part of the defence. So. Obviously, the, the next question on there, Steve, we've kind of covered with regards to the incident um, with Danny Higginbottom in the Derby game. So we'll just uh, move on from there. But uh, as you can see, we've got an anonymous question. in. Um, so who was your favourite manager to, to play under? Um, and obviously, because you played under quite a few. And was there any that really differed in their coaching and managing styles that stood out to you for any reason? Um, um, the, best, the best manager by far was Alan Buckley, by far. He was just, uh, he knew what he wanted. He, he knew what he was telling you what he wanted and how you wanted to do it. Um, he drilled it into you on, a, on a, a cheap side or wherever it was in Windy and Rainy. And you just <clears throat> used to play a shadow play, which was the worst training session in the world. Plenty of shadow play. You know, you like, you, you play against nobody and you start off at the back and the keeper would give it to the full back and the full back would have to give it to his winger and then he'd give it back to his full back. He'd play at the midfield, he'd go across the other side. So you're up against nobody, and then eventually you work it to your forwards, and then you play to your winger, and you play against nobody on, on these pitches, you know, and they're like they're like farmers' fields, and then you know, and you you get a ball played into you and be bobbling, and they jump up at your knee, and you you aren't playing against somebody, you couldn't even control the ball, and you'd, you'd lose possession. You weren't even playing against anybody, and, and oh, I used to go crazy. You used to drive me up the wall, and right, we'll do it again, and we'll do it again. But I, I think as most lads have said, we've left. Since you know, he got everything out of you, he got the best out of you. Like you say, we were in that in that championship for a good few years, and uh, and like I think everybody would love to be there now. I, I, I spoke to Alan when I was there last at Grimsby when when um when, when I, I couldn't watch the game. I was um, I said to him, you know, he's, he's a lot of players um, thank him for like what he did, and at the time, you know, we'd slag him off. Um, he was like it was us and them, but that's the way he wanted. He wanted us to to prove him wrong on a match day and, and, and play the way we were going to play. And I said to him, you know, I'd, I'm surprised that um, sort of you know you hear about other managers for country town, but for me, it's, you know, I honestly think there should be a statue of him outside outside Bundle Park. I really do. Maybe at the uh, the new ground. Um, just following on from that, actually, Steve, obviously uh, when Alan finally left, we were pretty high up in the table and the rumour kind of at the time, and I think it's been almost become true, was that the club looked elsewhere for manager because they wanted to go uh, into the Premier League and that was their aspiration. Do you think we might have got there if they kept Alan in and let him do what he was doing up to that point? I honestly don't know what happened when it, how he left, how we came back at that time. I just thought it was a bit of a surprise. Um, and I understand how, how a lot of people, like everyone has their opinions and they think he's, he, he was one-dimensional and, and you've got to be able to have different styles. And, uh, you know, you know, I think uh, for, for what you got from him, for what he did for the club, you know, whatever your aspirations are and, and things are going relatively okay, you don't get rid of Alan Buckley. Uh, unless, like most managers, he's, he's lost ten games on the bounce or something like that. You know, I think that's a lesson we've uh, we've learned over the last few years. In fairness, you don't get rid of Alan Buckley. Yeah. Um, Hang on, Ian. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> In the right way. <laughs> 
we can't in the right fourth, way, we can't have his fourth series. Uh, <laughs> however much I love the man. Um, <laughs> can I ask Joe? Are you on the Joe? Do you want to ask your question, uh, Joe Turner? I'll highlight it as well so everyone can see it. Are you on the line, Joe? I sound like Burnsy. Hello. Hi, Joe. You're right. What were you going to ask, Steve? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, I just wanted to say thanks to Steve, actually. It was, um, I, don't, I have no idea what game it was, but it was a game, home game once, and all the players came running out with footballs to launch into the crowd. And I remember all the players like pretty much launched into Lower Smiths and into the pony and uh, I was sat in the little red bar at the front of the lower Findus and Livo kindly ran up to, ran up to me and uh, handed me a football personally. Yeah, so I remember that. I, I actually do remember that, yeah. Um, how old were you at the time? Uh, I would have been about, I guess, it would have been like mid-90s, I suppose, wasn't it? So I was about 11, I think. Yeah, I, I remember, yeah. I give it, yeah, I give it to me, my lad. Um, I actually do remember that. Yeah, for some reason we just we we had to come out. We all had to start volleying the balls everywhere, and I was like, I can't remember what that was about. But I do remember that incident. Yeah. Yeah, good man. I, I really appreciated that. Stuck with me yeah, all these. Yeah, years. I, I thought I thought you know you obviously you just rather than just kick into the crowd, it'd be nice to hand it to somebody. Um, yeah, I am. I, I I think I even wrote on the ball, Steve. I think I wrote Livo gave me this ball. Right, even though you didn't sign it, I should have probably got you to sign it. Should have, yeah, I should have signed it. Yeah, have you still it. got it, Joe? I still got it. It's, I've still got it. It's in okay, the. Well, uh, it's, in, it's, it's in the box with all my other memorabilia, which unfortunately at the minute is in the loft. When that broadly game kicks off, you're going to have to bring it down. I was just going to say it. that. Yeah, bring it down. We'll, uh, we'll get we'll get everybody to sign it. Forget the broadly. Yeah, that's the broadly game. That's a great and idea. Out, and that else going to be good after Joe. Looking forward to that. Well, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what it's all about. See, now in my head, though, I've just got this idea of our, our current team running out to try and kick the ball into the crowd and it misses. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's a cheap joke. Uh, <laughs> um, let's have a look. So, uh, uh, have we got any here that anybody would like to ask in particular? Ian, is there any that you've seen that you quite like? I'm very aware that we all want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think just really that the the one that kind of jumps out to me there, obviously we've covered quite a few games, um, Steve, but is there one that kind of jumps out to you that maybe we don't think of as being your favourite game um, for any particular reason? Uh, I think we did mention it earlier. Like I say, I, I enjoyed the Leicester game, but that was only a half a game I played. Um uh, and, the, and the one that stuck out was um, it was two stuck out for, for both exact reasons. Um, I can't remember close together the way, but they were, I think it was Derby at home. We played Derby at home, um, and I, I, for whatever reason, I mean, I wasn't like say blessed with pace, but I was. I had three one on ones with the keeper at, Derby, uh, at home to Derby, and I didn't score one. I remember the third one on one. The keeper was just all of a massive, and there was no goal behind him as far as I was concerned. I just lost. <laughs> Every confidence, and and I didn't score, and I got lots of stick, and rightly so, I suppose. And then I think it was the next game we played. Um, I sure it was the next next game we played Sunderland, and that, like we mentioned earlier, where we won three one. I think it was on the TV as well. Uh, well, I scored two, and Jamie scored, and that just highlighted to me, you know, uh, the ups and downs of it, and like how, how easy you can you can go from one end to the extreme to the other. And that's what stands out really. Yeah, I think um, 
I think you're right there. Let's let's be honest. Um, a lot of the time, while we were at Grimsby, it would fl- fluctuate from one end to the other. It's just a shame that we don't get the high at the moment. We just get the low. So uh, hopefully that can turn around soon. Uh, Jonathan wanted to know: uh, Do you still have your own personal number plate, Steve? And if not, did you get a good price for it? I still have it. Yeah, I still have it. I haven't actually got it on my car at the moment, but uh, I've been to put it on. Yeah, I've still got it. I, I just won't get. I could get a good price for it, but I just yeah, I've had it since uh, I think nineteen ninety. I got it ninety one, so I've just kept it for sentimental sake. Really, the, the kids have asked for it, but I can't give one without the other. So um, plus, plus they'd probably sell it anyway. So Matt, Matt Newton's ears have pricked up here for a charity thing because that would go for thousands at town fans, I'd imagine. <laughs> hey, it's good. It's a good idea. <laughs> Just when you're talking about, um, sorry, Alex. Just when you're talking about, uh, the sorry, I'm just checking my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we had a question from Simon Stevenson asking how your lad was because he used to play football with him on the Wibers, apparently. Yeah, Frankie. Yeah, um, yeah, we used to live on the Wibers. Um, yeah, Frankie's all right. He's uh, he's got his own little boy now called Frankie. Um, he's 34. Somebody mentioned it. I think I seen something somewhere. Mentioned it and says, uh, "Oh, I was, I was little Frankie. Oh, he's not little no more." No, no, neither, <laughs> neither side. To be fair, is <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Uh, I'll ask everybody on the, the who's online. If anybody's got a question, if you want to raise your hand, you can. You're more than welcome to ask. That we'll we'll go through three or four more, and then and that'll be it. But um, what? Um, so Mike Warden asked, uh, "What do you what do you do to keep fit nowadays, Steve?" Well, not long after I'd packed in, I didn't. It said I'd packed in because of a back injury, but I hadn't. It was I more or less packed in because of my head injury. Really, I just wasn't um, really focused on anything, and I was really fit. I was back to being really fit, and uh, I could have gone on for another couple of years, really. Um, but now I am um, like it's not so much cardio. I have a row machine, I have a spinning bike. Um, I just do weights. It's, it's not not because I want to do a particular exercise. It's just that. I have to. I feel I have to. I'm institutionalised. Really, I have to do some exercise, um, two or three times a week. And if I don't, I get quite annoyed with myself. Uh, and that's it, really. I just feel institutionalised. I have to do something. Which is, uh, I remember when I was younger, and I used to think, well, you know, when you're a footballer, you're really lucky because you, you get to keep fit part of your job. And I, I remember thinking, you know, well, when, when you pack in, you've got to make sure you keep some sort of fitness regime going, because. Um, because you're just used to it, you know, from being a kid. And so I, I do like keep myself reasonably fit, but cardio-wise, um, I wouldn't say cardio-wise, I'm the best. But, yeah, I think it's important for your mental health as well, isn't it, to keep, you know, you feel, especially like at the minute during lockdown and stuff, when you can't go out, you can't do this, you can't do that. At least if you can, you know, do a bit of work on your fitness and stuff, it it makes you feel better in yourself as well, doesn't it? It's the best thing, yeah, like I said, I've, I've converted my garage into, into a gym and I'm... And the best thing, sometimes you find a hard dragging yourself in there, but you've got to get in there. When you come out, you just feel a million dollars. And like you said, it's just mental health. You, see, you just uh, release a serotonin to your brain. It's a, it's a fact. Um, and it's, you know, anybody who's who's thinking about exercise or stand-up, just get it done. Just do it. You feel a million times better. I think that's, a, 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 for, a, for a fatty like me, that's a pretty good uh, motivation if Livo's telling me to do it. I just like walking, to... you know, you can go for good walks, you can speed up your walks, you don't, you don't have to be um, anything special, but you just, 
you'll just progress eventually and you'll get into it, I think. Problem with living around Grimsby Liver, though, you end up walking past a chippy. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to avoid the chippies and that. You've got to, you know, just just treat yourself at a weekend. That's what I do. Thank you. Oh, I tell you what we do. Uh, we we play a, a fat football thing, uh, so everyone goes and you have to you lose weight as a team, sort of thing, uh, which is quite an oh, interesting yeah. way of doing it. And um, uh, there's some good team names we've been talking about them before, but there's things like Largentina, uh, Kababadine. Uh, Fatalanta. I'll I'll send the list over to you one day because they're quite good. But, yeah, it's good. No, it's all it's all good, isn't it? It's like it's all it's all done in the right spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think that's it. If nobody's got any more questions, Steve, I want to thank you so much for all your time. That was brilliant. Um, no and, problem. And we hope to see you all down at. Um, we can't wait to see you at um, Broadly and and to 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 do this all face to face. It's been a yeah. Pleasure. Like I say I spoke to Matt. I spoke to Matt about it quite quite a lot about Broadly and uh, and, and and what they're doing. And obviously, Matt, Matt was point uh, early about the uh, charities and Blood Cancer UK and the Just Giving page. And I believe you can um, you can buy the you can buy the strip. Um, it's yeah, I think it's just I, I hope it well it'll come off uh, just sooner rather than later because I think if we can keep the momentum going, uh, like I say, we'll get a lot of people at the game um, and should earn some really decent money. Absolutely. Has anybody got anything else to ask before we go? Or are we good? Brilliant, Steve. Thank you so much. Uh, we shall see you all very soon. Uh, there's lots of kind words coming in for you. I'll I'll, co- I'll copy them down and, and paste them into a little WhatsApp group. I'm in a WhatsApp group with Steve Livingstone for the time being till he blocks my number. <laughs> <laughs> no, enjoy it, Alex. Enjoyed it. Thanks. It was a. Uh, I've never done one before, so it was, it was all good stuff. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Steve. So, thank you all for, as well for listening, and we shall speak to you all very soon. Thank you.